Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made in Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at Divine Shirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, one one thing I like to do every year, I like to uh, try to do every year, is go to the the Jazz Winnipeg Festival. I I always intend to go to you know a million shows that are happening, especially the ones at the at the Cube in Old Market Square. And every year I end up going to like one or two, <laughs> just because of you know life gets in the way and timing doesn't work out. And so I only went to one this year, and there was actually a performance by the guest on this episode who has uh, been on the show a few times over the past few years. And I'm really happy I did because it was uh, it was a really cool show. And we'll get into this for sure. But I mean, I already liked your music. Um, leading up to this which is why I wanted to see you live and this was just like to me anyway like a next level of, of, of interesting what you were doing um, with the, the music you were playing at that show so I think that before we talk about any of that if you want to just introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about who you are and what you do sure um, my name is Tatiana um, I'm a musician I play drums um, I went to school I did the thing I learned some stuff and now I'm trying to figure out what I actually want to be doing music wise and, and, and where I see myself. Sure. So that's what I want. Sure. Well, I guess maybe, maybe for a starting point, I mean, you know, the last couple of times I've talked to you, you were sort of, um, all over the place. I mean, you were, you were in Europe, you were, you were here in Winnipeg, you were, you were kind of bouncing all over the place, but it seems like over the past few months, you've been playing a lot of shows locally here in Winnipeg. Are you back for like a stretch or permanently or what's sort of the plan there? Yeah, I, I'm back for a stretch. Um, I've been back since uh, October, and it was a little bit hard coming back, especially coming back right into the winter. Um, so I, I was kind of on the, I kept it on the down low and just saw a few friends and, and tried to keep my distance a little bit away from the from the music. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I, I, I felt that I, I did miss... Um, the music in Winnipeg and and the musicians in Winnipeg. So I slowly started to uh, go out to jams and and meet my friends and and everybody in in the community, and kind of got back to what I was doing before I left. Um, yeah, and and we'll see um, how long I stick around. I don't have any specific plans right now. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense too. I mean, like I think the first time we talked, you were you were in Spain. I think you were still in school, or you were just finishing up school, or something then too, right? So now you've you've like you said, you've done the school thing, and <laughs> now you have to figure out what what happens next. But um, like I was saying, I saw you play live at the at the Cube, and 
I've had you on the show before. I have your record. I really like it. The previous one, and 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 I I generally enjoy what you do musically. But this one was it, it was different. It was it was so much heavier and more kind of aggressive. And and, and I, I really I really enjoyed it. So, is that sort of a direction that you're going, or is that just sort of how that show turned out? Because it was it was not what I expected, but it was in a very good way. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's an interesting question. I really appreciate. Thank you so much for for listening and for coming to the show. That's super important, um, especially when you show up to the show expecting something and you're like, "Whoa, this is not what I was expecting." Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Essentially, with with this new um, EP that's coming out soon. Um, that took a different direction. And I think we talked briefly about that direction before the, like the electronic direction, the kind of like in the box production mindset direction. So that's what the EP is. But the problem with the EP is that it's so soundscape heavy, so synth heavy that to do that music live was going to be impossible essentially because it's like a it's like a written through uh it's like a sound soundtrack sure and so what i thought could be cool for this show was basically to ask devin and kyle to bring a bunch of effects and let's just pare these tunes down to the basics and let's just make something happen and um yeah, maybe there's some like internal anger happening also <laughs> that I feel like I need to I need to play a little bit louder or like lean into stuff more. But um but that was also thinking back now like that was definitely uh my childhood. Like I listened to a lot of heavier music as yeah. a child because of my dad specifically. Um even my mom like my mom loves ACDC. Not that that's heavy, but like it's heavy, know, heavier than, than, than heavier, maybe what you might expect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but definitely, like, um, one of my favorite bands is Primus. Okay. I love Primus. And when, when they were here, I think they were here last year. Yeah, at the Burn, um, right? I went, yeah, I went with my dad, and it was an amazing concert. It was great. Um, I love Les Claypool and his ideas and, and the textures and everything. So I think... I think some of that stuff, like we, if we think about life as a circle, I think I'm coming back around on the circle to to my roots. Yeah, my musical things that I I enjoyed as a child and the sounds that I enjoyed, which is a little bit weird since it's getting heavier. And I'm telling you that these are things I enjoyed as a child. I understand that's a little bit weird, but um, but yeah, I'm like. We put distortion on the bass for that show. Kyle had a, a whole pedal board of stuff. Um, Devin also like put a bunch of other effects on his bass, and it was just a lot of fun. I love texture. I think I'm in headed in a direction of texture rather than genre. Yeah. Um, and for the drums as well, like I, there's one symbol that like broke, and then my dad cut it a little bit more and fixed it and now it sounds super trashy but super cool yeah that's awesome uh, so like just trying things out and 
And for that type of situation, maybe like tuning the drums differently or adding things to the drums that will change the tone and the sounds and, you know, thinking about things like, okay, maybe it's time for me to get um, a drum pad so I can put some samples on it. Yeah, yeah. To have some like serious effects, you know, so I can just trigger whatever I want um, for these shows because there's something special about a trio. I love the trio format, but then it's very limiting as to the amount of things you can do. Sure. So it's like, it's a little bit of a, you know, you have to choose. Well, I think that what what I what I liked about that show, I mean, the, the overdriven bass for sure was was like a huge uh, when I when I when I kind of that started and that was happening. I was telling my kids, I'm like, hey, check this out, that bass is awesome. Um, <laughs> but that, that it really kind of gave me a, a vibe. Like I always feel like jazz and punk rock, although sonically they don't have a lot in common, there's a lot of um kind of uh, there's a lot of like feeling behind it that's in common because it it, it can be extremely raw and extremely kind of like you know fast and on the fly and that kind of um that the improvisational improvisational nature of it and i think that a lot of people take jazz the complete opposite direction sonically and make it very mellow and very chill and there's this potential to to just have that kind of in your face rawness to it that you don't hear i don't think i hear enough and and that was what i got out of that set it was like that that kind of um like present you're, you're like really there really just pounding the shit out of everything in a music very musical way rather than just making noise right yeah, and and actually, yeah, it's a very good point, Sam. Um, like the the rawness of jazz and the mellif- mellification of it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a word. Um, I don't know. We'll assume it is but, a word. Yeah, yeah but uh, for example, John Coltrane, that band was amazing all the time, and that was like top level, lots of stuff, very raw, really loud, actually. Um, like people who had the chance to see John Coltrane live said it was a crazy experience because it was just, you know, like one song was 18 minutes long and there was so much development and energy and dynamic change. Um, yeah, it, it's a totally, it's also like totally a jazz thing. And it's like, um, I think, I, I think if you dig deep, I think that's what, you know, that's what happens. You have to have the the fluctuations. It's just like life. Yeah.
you dig deep, life is not like this and mellow and nice and like a little bit, you know, no, it's like all over the place. Yeah. And well, if you're creating something emotionally too, that's going to naturally happen, right? You're not going to, hopefully not going to stay at an even keel the whole time because yeah, life, life isn't like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer your question, but I'm, I'm definitely at a, at a crossroads where um, I do much prefer to, for example, listen to um, some heavier music or, or more uh, raw yeah. and experimental music rather than something very uh, academic and very precise. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that something that's sort of developed since you finished, since you've left kind of the academic world? Have you been more sort of drawn towards that kind of stuff once you finished your, you know, university education and all that? Or was that always present? Um, I think this is something new in a way, but it's something that's existed always. Yeah. Um, sometimes in school, uh, it, it's like a very focused situation, right? So you're told what you should learn. You're told what you should be listening to. Um, and it's kind of weird because music is an art. And art is, it depends who you're talking to. Someone will think this is amazing. Someone will think yeah. this sucks. Uh, but in music school, it's like, no, you have to listen to this. It doesn't matter if you want to listen to something else. It's part of the curriculum. This is what we do here. And so there is a little bit of that, um, of that like sheltering from everything else and a little bit of shame also. <laughs> so like if you walk into the music school with, uh, with a t-shirt, you know, that's, that's not a jazz t-shirt, you might get some looks, right. you know. Which is weird because there's so many genres of music that, that draw from jazz and that have jazz elements that obviously like those musicians have been influenced by and probably even been jazz students at one point in their lives anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was a joke. Like I, you can yeah, yeah, for sure. whatever yeah, t-shirt, sure. but there's definitely like about the listening. Like if you're not listening to jazz all the time, then you're not a jazz musician. That's kind of the school mentality. Yeah. But, uh, but then you think about people like uh, Brad Meldow, for example, who does a bunch of covers of Radiohead and the Beatles and, you know, and he's a jazz musician. But he also, like, he recorded with uh, with um, Chris Thiel, Chris Thiele, I don't remember how to pronounce his last name, the mandolin okay, player, okay. Um, who's like a, a folk musician, you know. So Brad Meldow is one of those people who's all over the place. And yeah, like some jazz people don't like him because of that, but other jazz people love Brad Melda because he's flexible. Right. Um, yeah. I guess it's like anything else, right? People are focused on, on keeping something pure and they they don't want anyone to deviate from what's been established as the sound. And I, 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 get, I get it too. I mean, there's definitely bands that I listened to when I was younger and then I hear new people, you know, being influenced by the same stuff, but they're doing it different. It's like, oh, I don't like it as much, but that's what needs to happen. You need to have someone uh, taking that those old sounds and, and adding new things to them and developing and that's how you get new styles of music and it's how you don't just get stuck in nostalgia land forever yeah absolutely and there is something there's something freeing about uh trying to like shed shed labels 
you know just because you went to school for jazz doesn't mean you're a jazz musician necessarily so that's kind of interesting so do you you, do you think of yourself as a jazz musician at this point then or are you just are you just a drummer or a composer drummer whatever else you want to add to that i i've i've actually never thought of myself as a jazz musician and and this is um this is a, a very loaded topic because i have a lot of um I have a lot of respect for jazz music, and this is one of the reasons that, uh, for example, like I would, I would probably never record an album with standards, okay, or record an album with uh, very famous jazz compositions, because I've heard very good versions. Of those songs. Probably lots of versions of those songs, too. Like, yes. which are hundreds and hundreds, yeah. And there's something beautiful about the way that those people performed those songs. And that's partly why I love that music. It's, it's the music, but it's also the performers. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like I just need to leave that alone. I just need to appreciate that. But I, I shouldn't try to do that specifically right you're doing your own thing and you have that 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 background and that history of listening and that education but yeah you can make it into whatever you want i guess without having yeah. those, labels, those labels hung on you yeah
When, when this EP that you have coming out, was it recorded here or is it something you recorded before you came back to Winnipeg? It was recorded in Spain okay. actually two years ago. Oh, wow. wow. Um, and it started as a super weird project that I, I never meant to release. Um, it was just me. Uh, school had just finished. I was excited to do things that I just had on my mind and what I had on my mind was hey I have logic on my computer I would like to check the whole library that logic has of sounds and I just want to play with the MIDI and figure some stuff out yeah that's how it started and I ended up recording a few um a few sketches uh then one of my friends was uh interning at a studio and she said, hey, we can get the studio for free. Nice. Do you want to do something? I'm like, yes, of course, <laughs> always. And I took these, um, I took these rough drafts um, into the studio. We put it into Pro Tools. So we had it in our headphones, and we recorded on top of that. Oh, cool. Uh, the instrumentation was very weird. Um, there was no bass. All the bass on the record is synth bass. Or it's like samples of me playing bass when I was practicing for bass lab and would get distracted and was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> um, and we had tabla and oud. Um, there's vocals on the record, uh, drums, and um, lots of sounds, a few different samples. Um, yeah. Cool. Guitar, electric guitar. So that, I mean, you know, just to go back to the, the the show I saw you play, I mean, that was with a trio. That was with a very considerably more limited um, group of instruments, even though all the effects were there for the bass and everything, all the pedals and stuff. But um, so it, is this, I mean, I guess maybe the question is, what is your sound then? Because, I mean, that record is going to be different, obviously, very different than what was heard at the show, which is different from your previous record and, 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 and so on. So, I mean, like... I'm excited to hear this new record, but what is it? What should people expect from this one? I mean, you know, if they've heard your your your, your last release, or maybe they've seen you live in one of the various you know um, versions of a, of a band that you play with. Well, I I I have to say I'm sorry. That's <laughs> that's what I have to say um, because I've I've been trying to um, classify this EP okay. um, for for release purposes, just trying to figure out what I can call this genre that this AP is. And so far I've come up with uh, psychedelic jazz rock. Okay, okay. Um, electronic also, in brackets. <laughs> um, that would be the EP. And uh, yeah, the live show, I don't know. It's I'm trying to find the, the happy medium now between... Because, like, in the first record, there was there were effects on the bass, sure. right? There were effects on the guitars. There were some of that heavy, heavy stuff in the first record that is playable live. And then there's a few things on this EP that's playable live. So now I think I'm trying to um, kind of taper the sound. Okay. So coming from here and kind of... Meeting Focusing in, the middle. in 
Yeah, focusing in on something. Whatever that something. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. So while while you're in town, are are you planning on um like once this gets released, are you planning on playing any kind of release show or anything for it? Like, are you going to be performing? the material on this EP live with whatever uh, instrumentation you happen to have at the time? Um, I'm not sure yet uh, because it, it would have to be um, thought through and and really t to figure it out because I don't know any tabla players in town. Yeah, that, so. that, you have an oud on there and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. So there's just some things that we can't really do. So it would have to be like another adaptation. Um but let's see, it would be fun to play a show. But um, I'm kind of, I think I just don't have patience. I think as soon as something is out, I'm like, okay, next thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's write the next thing. That's a good way to be, though, I think. Is not to, not to, I mean, I know that, like, there, there's the whole music industry expectations of, of spending all this time promoting and yeah. touring and all on one, one release for, for months and months and months and years afterwards. But I think there is definitely something to be said for just, you know, this is done, put it aside what's next and, and keep moving. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of bands that I like do that. It doesn't always work. Like sometimes the, the next thing will be, you know, maybe not what people expect, but I think there's, there's definitely a benefit to just, you know, continually moving forward. Well, there's something, there's definitely like a, a creative routine. Um, that's very healthy, you know, like cleaning, cleaning the, cleaning the pipes, the creative yeah. pipes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like you said, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it, you know, like this EP, I I got some people to listen to it. Some people are like, mm, maybe you shouldn't release it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, too late. Yeah, it's happening yet. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to release it. I was thinking for a long time, like, oh, I shouldn't release this. I shouldn't release this. But I don't know. It's such a, it's such a controversy now. <laughs> with like people who've listened to it evenly divided between you should release it and you should not release yeah, it that yeah. I'm just I'm interested to see what happens do you, what is that how does that feel when you hear that when someone says you shouldn't release it does that make you more more, more motivated to release it <laughs> just to like to see what what other people feel about it or like are you confident enough I guess in in the material that you know you know it needs to go out regardless of what other people say I I don't know I think I realized somebody told me they said it depends on who who says that to you and it depends how much you trust this person right. how much you value their opinion and so if I have people close to me whose opinion I value both saying yes and no it's a little bit confusing yeah I can believe it I know I absolutely do not have confidence I I yeah I don't I don't have confidence. It's very hard with anything. Like I I have to it, it takes it takes work. It, yeah. I have to push myself to pretend to have confidence. But it's happening anyway. The record's coming out. So <laughs> It's it's yeah. happening. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
Do you have a release yeah. date for you? Yes. Uh, the record is coming out September 14th, and the single is coming out August 10th. Oh, cool. So that's very soon. How did you pick a single yes. for it? Did you have it? Was that always, was there always kind of a strongest song you wanted to put out to represent the record, or, or did you have to agonize over which one seemed like the best option to release first? Um, I kind of decided a long time ago by accident okay. because. There was one song on the EP that I really wanted uh, a visual representation for. So I ended up uh, filming a, a little bit of a music video. Oh, cool. For that one song. And then it just makes sense to release that song as the single. For sure, yeah. And um, from from the people who've listened to it so far, they say that that is the strongest song. So that's also good, I guess. <laughs> right on. Um, at this point, if, you know, obviously when we're recording, this is not out yet, but someone could hear this uh, a month from now, like hear, hear it six months from now, by then the record's out, you know, who knows what else you have going on. What's the best way to find your music uh, online or elsewhere and to hear it if someone's new to your stuff? Um, it'll be on all the streaming platforms. So if you just search my name, uh, T-E-T-Y-A-N-A, and then H-A-R-A-S-C-H-U-K. Um, it'll sh- a picture of a person playing drums will show up, <laughs> and that will be me. That'll be you, right? And on. then you click on my face, and then you find the new EP. Cool. And the old the old EP you can find the same way. Yep. <laughs> Just click on your face; it'll be there. Click on my face. And what do you have any uh, upcoming shows while you're here that you know of already that are already planned? Yeah, um, August twentieth. Um, there's, uh, there's a great, um, uh, string of concerts that happens. It's been happening for a few years. I know you're a fan. Yeah. I'm going I'm to yours. I'm looking fan. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Red house. I love, I love red house. Zore is amazing. She puts on these great concerts all yeah. summer long and, um, it, it's great for the city. It, it really gives you, gives you a place to be as a musician in the summer. Yeah, and it's a, it's a nice setting, too, to have this intimate little porch show uh, with, you know, maybe 100 people max, probably less, usually like 50 or 30 people even. Yeah. So before I let you go, though, how are you going to play that? Like, what kind of lineup are you going to have for that show? Because that's, you know, it's going to be different in the Cube, obviously, because the stage is different, the setting is different, the, the, the event is different. Do you have, like, a what kind of sound are you going to be bringing to that show? Uh, that show uh, will hopefully be... Um, the trio Devin Kyle okay. um, with two vocalists oh, cool. actually. Oh, cool. Okay. So it'll be a quintet, um, not for the whole show, but for some of the music, it'll be a quintet. And I'm hoping to play one song that I, I wrote a few years ago, and it's a little bit of like a, a choir thing. Okay. So I'm hoping to to get all these people because Kyle sings also. So I'm hoping to have. Um, three or four uh vocalists singing this this tune oh very cool it's uh it's a very relaxed very very easy simple but i think it's it's a nice tune i think maybe people would like it but again it's a completely different thing from so pe- yeah people have to go and see and decide if they if they can figure out what you are what you play <laughs> what type of music you make yes Yes, if you if you can help me I would be very grateful. 
Thank you.